What's happening, you beautiful people? Thanks for listening again. We really do appreciate it. Uh, same as always, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, if you have a deaf relative, nip round his house and put it on. He won't notice and we could do with the listens. Really appreciate you. Like I always say, the more the podcast grows, the more we can do. So loving it and we're loving the response you've got so far. Um, just a quick bit of admin. Uh, coming up, we're going to be putting some more episodes out, probably just me and Lee. Still going to have some guests, but we're going to mix it up a bit. We are going to be bringing the segment Random Bullshit Questions back. So get on the old social medias, or if you know us directly, drop us a message, text, carrier pigeon, even Morse code. We'll work it out. What we want is random bullshit questions that make absolutely no sense that we can put to each other and have a bit of a laugh with. Um, so without further ado, this episode is a good one. We have the front man of all the young. Uh, Ryan Dooley is a singer-songwriter from Stoke. He's absolutely amazing. Uh, just just a few little, you know, credits for him. Uh, the band All The Young has toured with uh, people like, I don't know, Morrissey, Kaiser Chiefs, The 1975, Catfish and the Bottle Man, uh, Bottle Men, uh, The Cortinas, The Twang, The Pigeon Detectives, Hard Fight, just to name a few. They've also hit the festivals such as V-Fest, The Hurricane Festival, uh, Wake Stop, you know, just casual stuff. They've been on the telly and everything. Uh, their debut album in 2012, Welcome Home, it went to number 41 in the charts. These guys are amazing. Uh, since I found out about them, I have listened to them non-stop. Uh, the album was also named on XFM's Best Albums of 2012. Uh, like I say, guy, get on Spotify, on iTunes, everything. These This band is awesome. And it's just, especially their... Uh, debut album welcome home i mean it's one of them albums you will listen to uh, to death uh, this episode's amazing it's really interesting we get to find out a load about the guy so yeah uh kick the old heels up sit back enjoy and uh let us do some things to your ears cheers bye I'm sat in my car because uh, the house is full of fucking kids and it's mental. <laughs> it's literally like the opening scenes of Home Alone. It's fucking yeah. nuts. So I've, t- I've tied all mine up. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. What's the... I, I, I've, I've put them to work in the chimneys. See if you can see me now. Yeah, I can see you, man. How you doing? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, good, good. Good, good. good. How's, uh, how's lockdown treating you, pal? It's all right. Um, I'm in Copenhagen, aren't I? So um, it's, yeah. uh, I've got an FC Copenhagen shirt here. Woo! Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. They opened the schools this week. So, um, oh, that's good news. Yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. Uh, yeah. So I think it's going to start chilling out here. But they shut the country down uh, uh, quite, quite early. Um, so um, I think they'll probably be one of the first ones to open up again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we've we've just added another three weeks added on, but they're quite they're quite calm with us. They're not we're not like we, we could leave the house, but only yeah. to exercise and go to the shop and stuff. But yeah, yeah. mental. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, well, th- first of all, thanks for doing this, pal. Like we're proper, I'm buzzing about this. Good. Like buzzing. Um, <laughs> I, I, years ago, I supported you. Yes, like, I can years ago. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so magic. Um, what was that so, venue in Leicester called? The Sound House. That's the one. The Sound yeah. House. Says it's like a proper East Midland of Emily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, uh, it was one of the highlights of my uh, musical career that didn't last <laughs> all that long. So, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, it's one so of highlights of mine as well, pal. It's all one fucking lying. <laughs> yeah, well, someone is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, you're liking it out there because obviously you've been you've been living there. Yes, um, it's about a year now, something like that. Yeah, it's about ten months now. Um, yeah, it's nice, but um, it's kind of uh, it happened at the end of the Faraday group that um, that we I did after all the was after all the first record we had like a a two year hiatus or yeah, a two yeah. year 
well, about three years. I don't know, getting off your head, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think everything was just overwhelmed by them. We were like, oh my god, all the money's gone. What's happened? But and, um, so, but yeah, and then um, well, that as that was coming to an end, um, and I came out of here. Um, he, that's what kind of uh, birthed the band back. Back um, well, birthed all the young back as well, which is a very strange two events. I didn't expect that to happen, but. Um, I had to go to Denmark to reconnect with my brother Jack. It's, you know, well, now you've put some sea between us, it's, we get on far better. <laughs> so is there a bit of an oasis rivalry between you two then? Not, not so much. Me and Jack have always been sweet. When we were younger, there was a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, um, it's uh, I, I think, because, I mean, I, I, I'm here with the love of my life, Nina. And, uh, aww, <laughs> But uh, I think now I'm a bit settled and a bit more chilled out. I think you start remembering what's important, don't you? So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Coming out of here, settling down, um, you know, not being an idiot has uh, has made me realise how much I love all the young and stuff as well. So even though there's distance and it is a challenge working on it from over here, uh, we do a lot of stuff remotely, send stuff that we record on the Macs and stuff. So um, uh, it's actually working. So it's actually, it's actually working. So. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's all good. But it's, it's a lovely, it's a lovely country. It's a, a lovely city, Copenhagen is. Um, it's a bit like Amsterdam, but without the sleaze. <laughs> There's lots of canals and yeah, and water and stuff. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 really nice. Nice pace of life as well. It's a bit, it's a little bit more chilled out than the UK. Oh, yeah, um, you know, you know, you know, big cities in the UK are just mental, aren't they? So. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you you come, coming off the back of like all the young and, and that going into your hiatus. Obviously, you were, you were proper busy, weren't you? Like touring and stuff. Yeah, that's so, that's. so it must have been nice to just chill out for a bit. Yeah, definitely. And like I say, Faraday was bit was very that was a, a very busy band as well. Um, you know, so. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it's just been lovely. It's it, it's been nice being out here. Oh, that's good, man. It's good. It's good to hear. So. Um, are you into comedy at all? I know, I know. I didn't really ask you about this beforehand. Are you? Do you like stand-up comedy or anything like that? Yeah, I was hoping we'd talk about a bit of this as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, anything from like Bill Hicks to uh, Bill Bailey, I suppose. Um, I, I, yeah. I, uh, I was a massive fan of Bill Hicks when I was younger, but I never, you kind of rebelled against the world then, aren't you? And all the political stuff he does. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. Um, Yes, I, you know, I, I like all, I like also even Mickey Flanagan, and my favourite comedian actually is Stuart Lee, and he's uh, he's a he, he's uh, he's a bit left wing and a bit you know a bit off his rocker like, but uh, I kind of like that because I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Lee's fantastic. I've literally just ordered his book to read in quarantine. It's one I've been meaning to get round to. Yeah, but yeah, Bill no, Hicks, what, Bill Hicks, one of my all-time favourites. He's absolutely fucking awesome. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. There's some really good Bill Hicks one, uh, like bootlegs. I mean, there's obviously all the famous ones he did at Wembley, and then there's the one that's on Human Traffic. But there's some, if you can, they're probably on YouTube and stuff now. But I used to have them on MP3. They were like at Oxford Zodiac in like 1991. So we oh, played right. like little little dingy venues that like that all the young would have played, oh, and they're cool. hilarious, mate. He's, uh, he does this bit about snooker, which I think is so true. He says I like, landed here three weeks ago, and Jimmy White's playing snooker against someone, and he said. I'm, I'm, I'm catching a plane later and I turn on the TV and the same two fucking guys are playing snooker. <laughs> <laughs> he's American. He just does it. And he says, it's the guy with the white gloves on. He takes the, he takes the ball out of the pocket and puts it on the table. He's like, does he not want to go home or something? <laughs> no, wicked. Is, uh, yeah, really I, it, that was back when you could smoke on stage and stuff, wasn't it? It's a bit more rock and roll, I think, yeah, to be definitely. a comedian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah definitely. He does... Um, he, what, I can't remember the tour. I think it's... Um, Bill Hicks stood up uh, yeah. where he films it in London and he comes out to the cowboy theme. And yeah, the cowboy that's, that's, that's the big Wembley show, I think. Yeah, that's class, that is. Yeah, yeah, really good. Really yeah. good. Yeah, fantastic. So, um, There's a lot of people tried to rip him off as well. Oh, oh yeah. 100%, Bill Hicks. yeah. What, what as, in, as in the way, the way he performs or, or money? Oh, mate, if you watch Dennis Leary, it's, he's, he's just completely copying him. Oh, yeah. is it? There's loads of people yeah. that tried it because he was so... It's, he was, he was, I don't know, he was like the first one to do like big conspiracy, fuck the government. I mean, George yeah. Carlin did it, but I think Bill Hicks just kind of took it to a new level, just really yeah. surreal yeah. and really good. I think George Carlin does it good, but he's a little bit calmer than, than Bill Hicks. Yeah, 
But one yeah. of but the best Bill Hicks jokes I remember is the one, uh, what is it? He said, oh, I, I drove past the sign the other day saying earth for sale. Do you think someone was just walking around his garden, looked down and thought he was on a gold mine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold my hands up. I've actually never watched any Bill Hicks, so I'm going to have to like, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad now. I, I yeah. feel like I need to look that up. Oh, you should. It's on Netflix, I think, hasn't it? So. Yeah, mate, he did um, his final show. He recorded his final. He was diagnosed with cancer. I think it was cancer. Um, it was Terminal Leo and his final show. He just took the piss about how it was his last show. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, cancer. Yeah. Yeah, no, brilliant comedian. Absolutely brilliant. I'll, check, I'll definitely check him out. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, you, so both of you are doing, this, doing the stand-up stuff. Yeah. Yes, mate, yeah. And Lee, you're on this, you're on this, I've seen a couple of your videos, you're on this, uh, I'm going to make an idiot of myself and sound like I don't know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> no, no, but, uh, no, no, it's, it's a, there's a background with a circle and I've seen loads of people in the same, is it a venue? Hot water. It, Hot water, yeah. Yeah, yeah is, it, where, where, is it in Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah brilliant. So you've been on there then? Yeah, uh, I've, I've done it twice. Lewis, Lewis did it, uh, you did it with me the last time, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I, I died on my ass. The, the second time, I died on my ass, mate. First time was good, yeah. but the second time, I, like, it was I was good for about the first five minutes, and then I just went to shit. Like, but yeah, good ones, yeah, bad ones. Yeah. It, and, I, and, I, and I had to follow him after he made it really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered what it's like. I've always wondered what it's like, you know, doing stand-up comedy because I've I've always fancied myself at it, but uh, because. There's plenty of parties where I've been kind of stood in the middle of the room making everybody laugh. But I reckon, there's a, I honestly, I've always thought about it. And then I've always thought there must be a lot more to it than just being a being funny. You've got to have a structure, haven't you? And you've got to. Yeah, but I'm sure when, it's when you first to stray away and stuff. When you first start, you're just doing fives and tens, mate. Just as long as you know another comedian that can kind of help you along, it's I'd, I'd advise everyone to do it. It's kind of like having a danger wank. Do you know what I mean? You don't, <laughs> You don't know how it's going to go, but if it all goes well, it's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you just feel embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Inflated. Yeah, and you don't want to talk to your yeah. mum anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 the last time we did hot water, it was like the, it was a, there was a storm here that was really bad. And like, I've got this car that's like 22 years old. It's, it's fucking ancient. We went up in, it's a Renault Clio. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the side winds, mate, were fucking horrendous. Shitting it. My window wiper flew off halfway through. He's, oh. he's shitting it in the passenger seat, Lewis is. He's like, this car's fucking haunted, mate. We're like, we ain't going to make it. <laughs> like, like, nearly went under about three co- like, lorries on the way. Kick starts at eight, mate, and we got there at like ten past seven, and it had started at seven. <laughs> <laughs> Even before the storm, though, we're driving in normal weather, and his car's that old. He got to six then. It sounded like someone was tr- stabbing a walkie. Just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so hey, when did you get into music, Ryan? Was it like young? What, like when you were um, really young? Uh, yeah. Um, God, I started playing guitar when I was ten, um, and then. Uh, but I, it was honestly, it, it, obviously, I was growing up in the 90s, and both when my mum and dad got divorced, they both went to uni to kind of like restart their lives. So they yeah. were obviously, I mean, they were in the 30s at the time, but obviously, and 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 but all the mates would have been like the 20s, so they just they were just, I mean, they, they were they were cool people anyway, both my parents are, my mum, especially. I need to say this, you see, because back in the day when we used to do radio. They'd always put the bit, yeah. they'd edit it. Don't edit the bit about my mum, my mum, okay? My mum is one of the coolest people in the world. She's a graphic designer. She taught me everything. Love you, mum. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's Sam, mate. That's Sam. And then I'm going to show, show my mum and say, look, I finally said it, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, both, both my parents were just, they were listening to all the, uh, just like Massive Attack and, and Oasis and all the Britpop stuff, because it was quite big at the time. So I honestly think that had a profound effect on me and Jack growing up. Listening because the house was full of music. Uh, a lot of their friends were students uh, in either house when we go to the home or dads. And I, yeah, and it, I, it, I think that that is basically what started getting into us. Like you know, and it was uh, um, I obviously got got a guitar and just was just obsessed, especially with Britpop and stuff. Because I was quite young. I mean, I was ten, eleven, and I was mad on Oasis. So I wasn't like, hanging around with the lads. So you know, but I was. I was I was, at, I was buying Oasis singles when they were out, like, in 95 and 96, with my pocket money. Um, 
you know yeah. and uh, I, I often say to people think I'm, think I'm full of shit but like I'm not because it was it was all because of the guitar and, and, and what my parents were doing you know so um, and then yeah my, then my, that, first, that, 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 my first ever album yeah. sorry mate yeah yeah no, no, uh, I was just saying my, uh, my first ever album was definitely maybe and I, my dad bought me it on tape and yeah. I, I played it on my Walkman just over yeah. and over again until it, it wouldn't fucking play anymore like it, you know yeah. when, when, when you play the tape so much all the tape comes out yeah, and it started and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then that led me on to like Bob Dylan and stuff. And then, it, yeah, um, it's just because uh, there's a song in Oasis, do you know what I mean? It says Blood on the Tracks and It Must Be Mine. And yeah. I, I, I was wondering what's that about. And then when I, when, when I found that album, Blood on the Tracks by Bob Dylan, it's uh, to this day, it's probably, I think, the best album ever written by anybody. And that's a bold claim. But right. if, I, if someone had to say to me, What's the best album ever? It's, a, it's an impossible question. And it was an impossible question for me until I heard that record. And then it's like, well, let's just give that the title. And that, that's that one done. You know, job done. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now we can just get on with our lives, can't we? <laughs> as long as you know that you'll never be as good as Blood on the Tracks by Bob Dylan, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you guys did really well, though, didn't you? You know, but yeah, it was great. Welcome, Welcome Home was brilliant, like absolutely fantastic. It was one of my top top albums. That is, I still really? I still play it now. Like you know, I got a, I don't want to sound too fanboyish or anything, but I got a fucking signed copy upstairs in my room. Great, amazing. Yeah, I've got the uh, you know the the special edition book that you did. Yeah, the grey book. Yeah. Yeah, the grey book. I got that, and you you boys signed it. I don't know whether you signed it at the gig that we were at or whether it, it came like it from HMV, but all buzzing about that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. I really want the vinyl of it because I used to. I know I've got I've got loads of the grey books. I've got all the all the. Uh, um, I'm talking. About, I like I've bought me a music. These are from the stocks, by the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got all our vinyls, obviously because they're very dear to me. But then I've got all the singles that we did on vinyl, and then I had some of the EPs that we did on Bandy Education. But I've not got the Welcome Home vinyl, and I really wish that I did. There's only 500 of them done, and I cannot believe I, I've, I've not. I didn't get one for myself. And uh, I get people tweeting them to me now because it's eight. It was eight years since we did the album the other day, and people tweet me going, "Oh, I've got this. Oh, this is one of my favourite albums." I'm just like, uh, "Can I have it?" I know, I've seen someone. <laughs> <laughs> I seen someone. I seen someone the other day had posted a picture of the vinyl. I was like, I didn't even know it was out on. It'd been out on vinyl. Yeah, yeah oh, no, mate. it was a. It's a collector's item. That one is. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know on a little perspective, they show you a vinyl and go, oh, "It's one of my favourite albums. Thank you so much. You're amazing." And then you just go, "Can I have that?" Yeah. <laughs> I know I made it, but it's time to give it back to its owner yeah. now. <laughs> I'll, I'll swap you for five CDs. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you can have yeah, the latest like one in return. No. <laughs> yeah, that's wicked. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's good. Do you know it's really it's mad music is because we did that album in two thousand and twelve and it just felt like such a bad time for guitar music. But we started tweeting stuff about it and then sharing stuff on Facebook and people are like, I think the album, I think it's aged well as an album. You know, if it came out now, it would it, it wouldn't sound. It felt really out of place when it came out. But all the old indie ads really loved it. But there was things like grime kicking off and we were going out on tour with bands that were just kind of like the Kaiser Chiefs and the Pigeon Detectives. Um, who were kind of just about to go on like breaks and stuff. So it was a really strange time to be in a, a guitar band with a record deal. But it's kind of, it, that, it, that's, it goes to show really, music does stand the test of time. And once it's out there and it's recorded and it's there, it's there forever. Yeah. And um, some, of the, some, of, some of the messages we're getting, it's like, I'm just so glad we got the chance to do it, you know, because like I say, it's there forever. And, and it's it just kind of, you don't want to be too nostalgic, but when we are, it's getting a lot of yeah. love and stuff. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I first discovered you on, I think, MySpace when you were New Education. That's that's how long ago it was, man. Yeah, and, that's um, it. Uh, yeah, and then and then you're you, a proper you become... fan, Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so, yeah, I guess. I don't want to sound like a weirdo or anything, but yeah. No. But, um, that was the first song I ever heard, New, New Education. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was so I, when you when you became all the young and, it, and you took new education over onto Welcome Home, I was absolutely buzzing. Like cause you, yeah. you re, redid it, didn't you? And it, it just yeah. sounded so so relevant to that album. Yeah, no, um, it's good. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was the same. You know, you were the same band, but it just gave it. It was such a different sound to the original. Yeah, it was just, but, but it still had the elements of the the original. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, we were called New Education when we got signed. And, um, oh, was you? Yeah, and then, but it just, and then we changed drummers. Um, uh, and we, we started getting tighter and we just started feeling like a different band. Um, and it was mentioned to us, because we were New Education for years and then good things were happening. But like, it, it, it's, it's ever so strange the musical cycle that we've been in. Whenever, whenever people start getting old of our music, it almost feels like it's at the end. And it was the same with all the young ones. Those songs were there for so long. And when we'd finished the first album, it's like we finished the 10th album. <laughs> so I think, I think that's why we kind of split and went on a hiatus. Because it was like, you know, you normally, we were, I was writing songs for the second album. It's like, they were like songs number 45, 50, you know. So, yeah. um, and, and that, they're, they're, the, they're the songs that we're working on now. But yeah, we were new education for quite a while. And then, um, yeah, the, when it became all the young, that's when it really took flight. Like it really, got yeah, an, yeah, it's got an identity then. You see, we had um, we had uh, a singer songwriter from. Well, he's actually my brother-in-law, but um, he's from Leicester called Jersey Bud. He was on the, the last uh, one of the last episodes we did, and yeah. we asked him about how the process, like our process of writing, like comedians' process of writing, is we yeah. find some, a premise, something funny. And then yeah. we go with it and try it and, and this, that, and the other. Just wondered how you do your writing. I mean, he, he came out and said that he would listen to, he used to have chord books. Do you remember the old chord books? You remember them? Yeah, like the little yeah, like, yeah, of course. Where's with the dots, where to put your fingers and stuff. He said he used to have them and when he was first learning to write songs and, and, and that, he, he would get a, a chord book and then he'd take four or five chords out of that and mess around with them and move them around. Yeah. And then he learned to do that and he'd get one word that would trigger a line and then he'd get a yeah. chorus and so on and so forth it's quite it's quite similar with me but when i write a song really what i do is i write all the music and all the melody from the vocal but i don't write any word i've got my own language uh, i'm like uh, one of the orcs out of lord of the ring i'm like hey, blah, 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 blah. and uh, yeah. it's it's ever so strange you know because i used to sing in the when me and jack were because I wasn't, I never wanted to be the singer. So Jack would, we, I think we 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 sat to singer once one time years ago when we were just getting our act together, and then Jack used to say, because I used to do the backing vocals, and he said, "Why don't you sing?" And then I just used to sing this weird language that I made up. But I was really happy with all the melodies, so <laughs> I've kind of stuck with that. And then it's always a bit of a ball like writing the words for me, but it's always very satisfying when you do. So I I just make the chords, and sing a nice melody in the weird messed up language that I've got, and then. Um, yeah, and then, uh, uh, yeah, and then, then, and then, do the words right at the end. I always do the words right at the end. I might have you know a few what? words going over around and around, but the words are always right at the end for me. Yeah, yeah, that, that's funny. That funny you say that because my my uh, the last band I was in, which I I, I finished with, I finished like music uh, two uh, no a year and a year and a bit ago, um, to, yeah. to try comedy and, and that. Um, and the last band I was in the singer used to do exactly the same he'd, he'd make this weird like you'd be writing writing stuff you'd be jamming away or whatever and he'd be like nah, nah, into the mic yeah. they'd go away and he'd have, he'd, he'd have a full song the next practice he'd record it yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah, and then he'd have a full song wrote it's, it's, so, so it must, uh, must be something in that yeah because if you think about it your voice is an instrument so all you need to do is make more music to go on top of the music that's being played by the other instruments yeah, um, yeah. and then yeah and then you know, if you, I don't know, if, if, you, if you took the words out of any song, Alton John used to always do this as well. And he said, uh, he said, you've got to get the chords and the melody right first. He says, the words don't really matter. He said, you could sing about uh, peas, chips and gravy. As long as the chords and the melody are right, it'll be a, it'll be a hit, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that, that's, that's wicked. Um, did, you, did you manage to uh, um, get your five top albums of all time? Well, I've named the first one already, Anna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I did write them down somewhere five times. Yeah. Just while, I, just while I'm, um, I know. Okay, so I only wrote three down, boys. I'm really sorry. I don't. That's I, all right. No, that's fine. I did this. Top, top three. We'll go top three. Let me just think. Let me just see. I'll, I'll put Oasis definitely maybe in. <laughs> Noel Gallagher's pissing me off at the minute. You see, so. Uh, uh, bam, bam, bam. Why is Noel Gallagher pissing you off at the minute? Well, I, I don't. I, I love Noel Gallagher, but I, he's just kind of. Uh, I, th I personally think that the old Oasis things getting overdone without Oasis being together at the minute. Yeah, yeah. But not because of Liam. I don't know. I've, I've always been a massive pro Noel fan because uh, I mean we'll talk about this now. But I was always such a big pro Noel fan, and I, I did. I kind of kind of hated Liam when I was younger a little bit. You know, I thought he was a great singer, but I always thought he's a bit of a dickhead. 
And I always thought, not, I, always want, I always wanted to be like Noel. I always wanted to like write songs and uh, be known purely for your songs. Uh, you know, and that's kind of what you're known for and, and that's who you are. And he used to always talk about that back in the day, didn't Noel? He'd be like, well, I write the song. It's very arrogant, very cocky about it. But I used to, I used to, all that man talked about them back in the day was songs. Whereas now, I honestly, he gets involved in all the bitchiness and, and he lets himself down and, and uh, they both yeah. do, they both, they both murder. But Liam's always been like that. Noel's, Noel's always kind of been a bit of above it. I, and I honestly think Noel was a better bloke when he was with Liam because Liam could be the knob and Noel didn't have to. But now Noel's trying to be both. He's trying to be the knob and the songwriter. And it, it's very yeah, rare yeah. you hear Noel talking about his, his new stuff. I think is great, but it's very rare, I think, you hear him properly talking about music anymore. He's, he's just, he's too focused on being a twat and put, you know, and putting Liam mm. down on it. And, and, I just think it's all a bit childish, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But but then again, it's building hype, isn't it? Because if if yeah. they ever do get to the point that they need to uh, get back together for for money reasons, then yeah. you know that that's going to be the biggest gig of all time. They say Nebworth was like their biggest gig. Well, that won't yeah. that won't be the biggest gig, will it? Because their, no. their comeback will be the biggest thing yeah. that's ever happened. Yeah, I mean, if it happens, but I mean, it's uh, a, yeah. I just, I just wish. Yeah, I just wish. I think. I don't know. I, I, I think Liam's doing bigger shows than Noel at the minute. Well, that's yeah, because I, he's I doing a lot. Yeah, I think he's doing, but that's just because Liam, Liam Solo is basically Oasis now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. High Flying Birds does sound very Oasis. It does, but it's never going to be Oasis without Liam singing it. Yeah. And I think they're a bit more. And also, I think the old Oasis fans do flock. I, I, I went to watch Noel before I went to watch Liam I mean Noel was doing it first but I never went yeah. to watch BDI I wasn't into that at all um, oh, they had some alright songs and stuff but I think uh, I, I, was at, I went to watch Noel straight away and it was, it was brilliant but it, I, I, I always felt at first I think a lot, a, lot, a lot of younger lads are going to Liam it's almost like Oasis Mark 2 for them because they weren't there for when it originally happened so now they're going yeah. to this with Liam but mm. he's giving them what He's giving them Oasis, really. I mean, I, I went to see him in Denmark. Oh, God, he played about five solo tunes. The rest of it was Oasis. He was, it was, it, and Bonehead was on stage. It was basically an Oasis gig, um, yeah, without, yeah, without without Noel on stage. And it was, but it was dead. He's amazing. I, 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 I commend Liam for doing it. He's not trying to hide who he is. He's in his forties now. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's giving the people. Still, what they he's want. still got it, hasn't he? Still got yeah. it. And I think yeah. Noel's Noel's on this kind of cosmic songwriting playing a bit of disco with the soul singers in the background. And that, that's amazing as well. I, I appreciate them both in their own. I, I enjoy both, both of them. It's more, he's annoying me no less because how he's, I think he's just a little bit better. I think it's a bit better that Liam is doing bigger shows than him. But he, what he needs to remember is it's because Liam is basically doing Oasis Mark too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, I think. Do you, uh, do you, rem do you remember your, your uh, best ever gig? like the biggest thing that you did that, you know, because... Our own gig, yeah. It was the King's Hall and Stoke-on-Trent, which is about... Is that, is yeah, that the one that's about, recorded live? Yeah, it's about 1,200 people. So we were... Yeah. Uh, for, for, um, for a guitar band, I mean, I mean we've got that... Uh, the fat dancer, haven't we, Robbie Williams? <laughs> that's what we have called. Yeah, I was going to say to you, you're like the second most famous Port Vale yeah. fan, I know. Yeah, yeah I, I'm the slim dancer now. I'm not even that mate these days. Look, oh. but, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, he's... Um, yeah, that was it. Was that was a very special night. That was really for uh, because Stoke's a strange place, you know. It's 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 not really a city. It's made six small towns really congregated together, and it's on all sorts of hills. It's not really like a normal city like Manchester mm -hmm. or even Sheffield. It's like it, it it's not a city. It, it, it technically is a city. It's classed as a city for the size yeah. and the population. And I think you have to have a cathedral or some, you know, ye old fashioned rubbish. But. Uh, yeah, it's it doesn't feel like a city. It's it's six different. It's six town stokers, and 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 it was, it just felt like a massive deal that an actual band playing guitars was doing playing the King's Hall. The Beatles played the King's Hall. Um, yeah, really? and yeah, it's probably it probably is the biggest indoor venue in Stoke at the minute. We've had we had an arena for a little bit. Uh, yeah. down in Stoke. I'm not sure if that was the same size or not, but yeah, to be mm. to be at twelve hundred people in a big big place like the King's Hall was very, very special for us. And it was, it was our own show. We were the headliners and stuff. It, yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you remember your first gig? Uh, God, yeah. That was, that was at the Talbot in Stoke. We were in a band called On A Roll. How funny is that? So it's, it's, <laughs> it was meant to sound like On A Roll, but uh, 
it was the word honour as in, oh, I'm very honoured to meet you. Yeah, with a H. Uh, yeah. Honour roll. <laughs> yeah. But, and it was, we thought we were being really clever, but it's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? When you first said it, I thought you meant like a sandwich, like it's on a roll. <laughs> I weren't even thinking you were on a roll. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a bit like uh, a bit like you. Do you want to roll with it like the old Oasis joke? Yeah. 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 It's but, most uh, band name I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and that was at the Talbot. And so me and Jack were playing gigs on school nights. Like we were, we were playing uh, like venues that you could. We weren't allowed to drink in when when we were like fourteen, fifteen. It was really mad. And the, we'd get to these venues, and they'd be like. Who are you? I'd be like, we're the band. They'd be like, oh, right, okay. Uh, and then they'd probably go off and say, is this legal? Are we allowed to do this? But it's Stoke on Trent, so they'd always let us play. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was at the Talbot in Stoke in honour roll. God, that band was dreadful as well. But, you know, it was the big... <laughs> was it, was it covers or Was it no, covers no, band? Or, or your own? Never done, I've never done covers until quite recently, to be fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've done some acoustic shows where... I, 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 I like I do like playing some like uh, like Bruce Springsteen stuff and Dylan stuff. I kind of do my own styles of it. Like so, I've, I've played some half and half gigs. Um, yeah, yeah. In Stoke, where I, I, but still they're not really cover gigs. They were just us having a laugh in a boozer. You know what I mean? But I've never really done, never really purposely gone out and done covers. We, we've done them at time to time, but not not as a main thing. But uh, yeah, we, yeah, there were fifty. The first songs we did, they were, they were real. We were trying to be the hives. So we were a real punk, real punk like around that kind of strokes time. Uh, yeah. But we were 15 and we were so bad, man. It was, <laughs> we, we used to have a song called, we, we used to have a song called Why Won't You Die? <laughs> you still got the lyrics? I'll sing that to my missus. Yeah, it was Why Won't You Die? You Never Offered. Why Won't You Die? You Never Bothered. God knows what that we were on about. But, uh, That's yeah. awesome. You're yeah, having a bad day that day or something. God knows, yeah. But it, it was just, it wasn't why won't I die. It wasn't like emo stuff. It was like, why won't you die? Like, I mean, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like one word could make that a completely different song. Okay. Yeah, one, one, one word would make that a completely different song, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, of course. We and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why won't we die? <laughs> yeah. Well, we might do with the virus, you never know. But <laughs> so, um, I'll tell yeah, you I think, what. I'm going to go a bit left field with, 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 with my album, okay? So Yeah, okay. Okay, so I've gone. Bob Dylan, number one, Blood on the Tracks. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Number two, The Beatles' Rubber Soul. Oh, nice. that's one of mine as well. Yeah. Amazing okay. album. And I love that album because it's just before The Beatles went all trippy, so they're kind of halfway between... Yeah, uh, they're in between, aren't they? Yeah, they're halfway between the Fab Four and the, and the kind of trippy Sergeant Pepper's thing, but you can hear the journey. You can hear the journey almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. That is. And then, and then number three, Oasis, definitely, maybe. Uh, and then uh, number four is the Lars only album, oh. the Lars. I honestly think that album is unbelievable. It, it, and I had it on the other day, um, and I've stuck that in there. It, I mean, my top five albums always change, but uh, that that record is just, yeah, it's that. I think Oasis were quite lucky because the Lars really never really took off they were just before Oasis and then they, they never really they never really kept it together you know Lee Mavers was off his head wasn't he all the time and Noel Gallagher often says that he said uh, we were finishing what the Lars started with the, you know the whole Beatles throwback kind of Mersey beat kind of uh, you know I mean the Oasis met they're a little bit more rocky but yeah that album is incredible incredible uh, and number five is Pink, is Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon oh classic yeah, so that's a bit of a classic, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I love that. I love the, uh, the lunatic is on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that good. Some, some great choices there, <laughs> yeah. There's some good choices there. Good. I I, I would have I would have definitely picked I'd have I'd have picked definitely maybe in there that that'd be in there yeah. for me. Definitely. Yep. So, oh, that's wicked. So. Tell me your favourite comedians. Right, okay. So I'll go, I'll go first on this, Lewis, because I'm pretty simple. Pryor, Richard Pryor, is, is hands down Legend. probably the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, I started off, my first ever uh, like stand-up uh, show I ever seen, like recorded one, uh, was Eddie Murphy Raw. 
that was the first ever thing I, I got on I DVD. Need to see that, you know, apparently that's absolutely outrageously funny. Yeah, all over. Yeah, he's, done. he's done two. You want to watch Raw and Delirious? Delirious is fantastic as well. Oh, mate, right. You've inspired me, lads. If this, if this <laughs> podcast did nothing else, I yeah. love. I love remembering. To, do you know when you're just like, oh, I need to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. So it's on. Uh, I'm not sure if Raw's on Netflix. I don't think it is. No, Delirious. Delirious, definitely is. Delirious is, is it on YouTube. Uh, I bet it is. Yeah, I bet. I bet yeah, really will I'll find it somewhere. I, I prefer Raw out of the two. Raw, Raw's yeah. better than Delirious, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and then uh, like the newer age stuff, I like Anthony Jesselnik, um, Kyle Kinane, uh Dion Cole. They're, they're probably like the three go-to, and Bert Kreischer as well is pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Um, what about you, Lewis? What about you? Obviously, you've got a completely different aspect on everything than I have. Um, in running order, Billy Connolly, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Um, do you know what? I've, I've said these before recently, and I can't remember for the last minute what the two were. <laughs> Billy Connolly's amazing, though. We used to listen to an old Billy Connolly tape when we were younger that my dad had. Uh, no, actually, it was my mum. Again, credit to my mother. <laughs> Legend. But, um, she, she is. She's so cool. Wait, do you know what? My mum's way cooler than me as well. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know. <laughs> what What's your mum's name? Uh, my mum's name's Deborah McPeak now, since she's been married. Hi, mum. Yeah, uh, big shout out to yeah, but she, uh, yeah, there was it was something that was like free in the paper, and it was a Billy Connolly uh, tape, and I remember it from when I was younger. And it was it, that it was just r- r- proper raw energy, you know. Yeah, uh, see, that it was, was always a bit watered me. down on TV, any so. I remember when I was really young, my dad let me watch uh, Richard Pryor, like when I was yeah. way too young. And I remember just laughing at him because his mannerisms were funny. I didn't understand any of the jokes. Yeah, that's it. They were yeah. too adult. And then my grandma bought me a Billy Connolly VHS. And then I love that. So she, every time she went to the charity shop, she used to bring me back like Roy Chubby Brown, VHSs, Billy Connolly, Freddie Starr, stuff like that. And then I got more Freddie Starr was American he, he stuff was like Bill well, Hicks. Say again? Yeah, yeah, he was. Freddie Starr was, oh, yeah. Freddie Star, Freddie Star yeah. mental, yeah. He was yeah. one of my favourite physical comedians. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. He was one of them comedians that was on like, ITV every every weekend as a kid. Yeah, you'd have like Russ. I don't know if you guys remember Russ Abbott. Do you remember Russ yeah, Abbott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ, Russ, yeah. Abbott show, and then you got like Des O'Connor on or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Bob Monkhouse yeah. or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, Saturday yeah, nights no. that was as a kid. I also start. I also used to watch like old Laurel and Hardy videos and uh, Charlie. Yeah. Videos. I've just always been obsessed with it. What about Morecambe and Wise? Love them. Yeah, that, and they were. I saw 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 a clip show of Morecambe and Wise. I think it was an anniversary or something. Uh, and Eric Morecambe, Eric Morecambe's done his own as well. Um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, but no, they were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but, yeah, were, no, there's there's loads of comedians, but I think when I, comedy started to turn for me, and it made me think that I wanted to do it. And it got, it got weird because when people like Bill Hicks and George Carlin, when, when I was made aware of them, it was weird because they weren't just funny. They had something to say as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big turning point for me, I think. For sure. I, do you know, I was a massive fan of um, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer as well, I was when I was younger. Oh, uh, I was, yeah. especially yeah. in shooting stars. stars. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And also some of the stuff they've done since. Uh, yeah. Do you listen to Athletics Home Mints? Yeah, the 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 pat the it's like the, the sports right? yeah, the podcast, but it's it's uh, it's supposed to be football related, but it's just bananas, isn't it? it doesn't make yeah, any yeah, sense. It's absolutely, absolutely crackers, <laughs> mate. Isn't it? it's, that, it's, it's, what, it's so crackers, it's funny. There's that that's those two. Um, that's what I loved about those two. It was just pure nonsense. One of the yeah. of all the songs I've ever listened to. And anything I've ever heard, the one thing I sing more than anything in life, still to this day, is Vic Reeves singing anything on Shooting Stars. You know, okay. when they start trying to do Guess the Tune? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just sings bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, um, I, I actually used to have the Shooting Stars book, and I, got, I kind of got this one. I was a bit too young to get it as well. But it, and it had a CD of all the club, the club versions that he did that. Yeah. And it, it had a CD, it's about 15 tracks on this CD. And the, the best one I thought was uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Because he was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was just. I cannot hear a song without singing it in Vic Reeves club style. <laughs> yeah. My missus yeah. fucking hates it. Yeah. 
Mate, amazing. So, um, football-wise, Port Vale? Yeah, Port Vale. Yeah, so, so football? Yeah, football. Um, I, I asked you what your uh, top England team, past and present, would be, your top 11 players. Yes. I don't know if you, if you had a chance to look at that or... Yes, I absolutely 100% have. So, I did my top 11... Uh, I did my top 11 Port Vale players um, the other day. And yeah, yeah. listen, someone commented, and, and it's a good job I'm in Copenhagen, mate, I'm telling you. He said, uh, I didn't realise Port Vale had 11 good players in their history. <laughs> uh, you, you twat. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, do, you, do you know when you've just got to applaud someone and go, yeah, very good, very good, yeah. <laughs> fair, play, fair, fair play, lad. Fair play. <laughs> fair play, the lad. I'll give him that one. It's, it, it's um, Okay, so... In goal, I've got David Seaman. Yes, right. mate, yeah. Good shot. Uh, left, left back's got to be Stuart Pearce. Um, now, yeah. because the reason is, uh, you know, that I've, I've, well, England were terrible up until year 96, weren't they? So, yeah, yeah. With, with a lot of things with me, I think, uh, yeah, because I remember the first World Cup I ever watched was where USA 94, and England were in that because we, we were rubbish. And, um, yeah, but so everyone was supporting Ireland, weren't they? So, um, and then they were terrible at Euro '92 as well. Denmark actually won Euro '92. Interesting fact for you. Uh, well, I'm sat. Yeah, Nina's uh, the missus has just gone way. <laughs> <laughs> she's a big fo- she's a big football fan, you know. So that's why this is it. You know what, mate? I I can, I'm going to hold my hands up here. I completely messed up. I thought you were in Norway. That's really Did bad, you? isn't it? I, I, I didn't realise you was in Copenhagen. Then when you said Copenhagen, I it clicked. I was like, he's in Denmark. I've, yeah. I've told Lewis he's in Norway. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, no, uh, no, Denmark. Yeah, it's uh, 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 Lee's uh, geography is off, darling. He actually thought we we're in Norway. Oh, she's shaking. I'm now, wor- I'm now worrying. If I asked you earlier, what's it like being in quarantine in Norway? No, you didn't. No, I didn't no, sound no, all right. <laughs> that's the first time that Norway's been mentioned. Oh, cool. Right. Sweet. Yeah, my my geography's clearly off massively. I thought you were in Norway. Yeah, apologies to you both in case that offended you. Yeah, no, it's all right. Just uh, just leave it in. It's a comedy podcast. We can all laugh at Lee's geography. Yeah, Yeah, I won't be able to live this down now. That's it. Yeah, there you go. No, listen, you've got to to die for your art. But um, yeah, Stuart Peters left back. um, Centre back, I would. I I would have Sol Campbell in purely for that goal that got disallowed in 1998. Uh, Yeah. You know, that was just awful. Um, when he headed it in against Argentina and there was nothing wrong with it. Oh, that's yeah, one of my I, I do remember it. Yeah, and he, he, goes running off, he goes running off with his eyes closed. Uh, um, uh, in a separate subject, I'm actually drinking a glass here of Carlsberg Humley. It's unfiltered Carlsberg. Now, Carlsberg Lager in Britain is not high on the, on the list of drinks, but Carlsberg Humley is another level. So if you're ever in Denmark, do try it. It's amazing. It's yeah, like... Uh, yeah. It's like a, it's like a dirty lager, if you like. It's a bit like oh, an IPA. But... Unfi- so it's basically unfiltered type. Sort yeah, of it's thing, unfiltered, it? unfiltered yeah. lager. Lee's going to go to Norway and ask for that now. Yeah. He'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be doing that Steve McLaren accent. Uh, my friend, he lives in uh, Norway. Ryan, he's a uh, recommend. <laughs> oh, completely messed that up, Dana. Okay. Yeah. But um, hang on. So let's have a look at his team. Uh, Gary Neville at right back. Um, I definitely would. I need to pick a better. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put John Terry at centre back as well. And I'm going to put him there for me, for Nina because she's a, she's a Chelsea fan and she's actually in love with John Terry more than me. And that's terrible, isn't it? How bad is that? <laughs> such, such, an evil, such an evil man as John Terry. But I've had, you know, I've had to let her off with it. But, with, this, <laughs> with this track record, it's track know, record. Yeah, yeah, she's got great taste. That's why she's with me. Yeah. <laughs> must be a Norwegian thing. <laughs> it must yeah. be a Norwegian thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, uh-huh. hang on, let's have a look at the. Minute. I think I think David Beckham's got to be in there now. The thing is, oh yeah, David, without a doubt. The thing is with Beckham as well. Honestly, I I, I think world class gets banded around too much. But you went to uh, Madrid, Milan, and Paris, and like he's. England don't have that many world, world, world-class players, I don't think. I think no. Gazza was one. Beckham, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, Lineker was, I think. Lineker was, for sure. But he, he likes of Gerard and Lampard. I, I, I honestly think they're both world-class because they're both European winners. But 
they never left the Premier League <clears throat> and they never went over abroad and they never no. proved themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think when you've got that on your CV, it does make a difference personally. You know, yeah, I'm quite, you know, I like to see people travel. To be fair, so especially when they're going to these teams later on in their career as well. It's not yeah. like with the, like Beckham wasn't necessarily in his prime when he was when he got to uh, Paris, was he? No, exactly. No, exactly. And he's still getting in their side. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But he was. I think. Um, I don't think that a striker of the ball. I don't. You don't see many players in the world who can strike it as well as he can. Mm. Uh, free kicks and corner eyes anyway. So, um, yeah, Beckham. I'm going to put Paul Ince in the centre midfield, I am. Yeah. Yeah, purely for that uh, for that bandage and the red blood coming yeah, out of his head. Yeah, the bandage around his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what, oh, no, I can't change my centre-backs now. I was going to put Terry Butcher in for that as well. But, yeah, if you, <laughs> if, if you bleed for England, you're in the team. That's the way we like it. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna sound like I'm off Game of Thrones or something, you know. You might have to leave for the court. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all, all them players that have gone five seasons without injury. Nah, fuck yeah. up. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, if you're not maimed yourself in battle, then you're, you're not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, at least we're having a laugh, and it is a comedy podcast, I suppose. <laughs> uh, Centre midfield. Uh... Shall we, shall we just go somewhere mental like David Batty or something like that? No, no, that's not <laughs> David Batty. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, do you know, I'll tell you what, uh, a player who was in the, 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 the... I watched the game that we beat Germany 5-1 the other day. And Because yeah. uh, I'm missing football that much. I had a football there. I had a load of old Vale games on and then I had that game on too. And uh, Nick, Nicky Barmby was on the pitch in that game. Yeah, yeah. I, you forget he was all—he was a decent player for England. He was—he was all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he? He was at Spurs, wasn't he? Years ago, with like yeah. Darren Anderton and that. Yeah, he played for a few teams in the Premier League. I think he played for Everton as well in Hull. But yeah, Barmby. I was just like, no way, totally. Just forgot about this guy. But um, yeah, Beckham in. Who else in centre midfield? I'm going to kick myself. I'm just going to go for it, you know. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm going to have David Platt. Did David Platt play on the wing? He did, didn't he? Or did no, he play centre-mid? He, um, he was in Coronation Street, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still it, is yeah. in Coronation. Yeah. We're doing, so- yeah. We're doing yeah. a Soap 11, aren't we? I thought that's what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we I, hope so. I hope so. I've got, I've got the Mitchell brothers in goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they're so hard. They're they're so like they're so hard that they're allowed two of them. Yeah, yeah that's it. No one's got to question that. No. Mate, I've even no, I've even put Peggy Mitchell in as the ref, just to want to go. You're off. You're bad. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my pub. Yeah, get off from my pitch, you slag. <laughs> but, uh... I never heard Peggy Mitchell say slag. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? They they never say that any standards, but they don't have to. They they just are, aren't they? they yeah. They just... <laughs> Just like oh, slag. Second, they open the mouth. It, it, it may as well not be called these standards. It should be called slag. Slag, <laughs> slag enders. Yeah. yeah, yeah, slag enders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, yeah. Fuck, you know, they don't need to say the word. We all hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. It's the birthright. But uh, yeah. Well, I'm doing a standard four-four-two here. I need. A, I need another. Can you boys help me? Help me with because I know who my forwards are. So help. Yeah. A good centre mid for for England. Uh, centre mid. Fucking hell. What should we have? There's so, there's so many to choose from, isn't there? That's the problem. Yeah. Because I'm surprised you've not gone for any, like, 1966 players. Like, I'm completely, completely surprised. To be honest with you, I don't know enough about football back then. I'm always like this, you know. I always go for my era from what I've watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I completely get that. Because I, I would, yeah. if, if somebody asked me, I wouldn't go for, like, you know, anyone from 66. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's kind of... I think you know if 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 I'm going to start doing me doing me research really in deep and start watching old videos, you know you probably probably will put Nobby Styles in or someone like that. But I can't honestly say that I think he's a good footballer because you know all I've seen is a few highlight reels and from that from the final and stuff. You know I haven't really actively watched. I'm not I'm not as much of a stato as that. You know. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. The th- the thing is though, you the games the game's completely different to what it was back then. Yeah. So yeah, you know the, they were classed as legends back then or whatever. Yeah. You know they're the legends of the game, but they're not world class now. They wouldn't they wouldn't be world class now. I don't think. They're having a fag in the dressing room, weren't they? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he used to always... think old Bobby Charlton could go toe-to-toe? I think... Do you know what? We're going to put Bobby Charlton in, in the... That's a great shout. We're going to put Bobby Charlton. He was, in a, he was a number 10, wasn't he, attacking mid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, he was uh, so, yeah. Centre mid. Centre mid slash forward. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're having Bobby Charlton in the middle uh, just to mix things up. So we've got Becker, Mintz, Charlton and Platt. Platt's really for that goal in uh, Italia 90. I've, I've just, uh, that, that, that's yeah. why he's got in. Yeah. That was, that was when footballers' shorts were short. Yeah. Like, really short. That, that's when <laughs> men were men. <laughs> you know. Um, when, when, well, when footballers bled and balls flew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. When you, when you had, a, when you had a, ch- ch- a cheeky peek of the, of the mouse in the house and, and, and there was blood on the shirt, that, that's when it was, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, that's when it was. popping out of the cave. Yeah, um, from, yeah. From from the waist down, it was like an episode of Baywatch. But like from the waist up, it was like you know Lord of the Rings or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so and so up front, we'll, have, we'll have put Bobby Charlton. And we've got to do that. I've kind of neglecting the kind of uh, the days of old. So he's got to go in. And then uh, Alan Shearer up front. Alan Shearer was one of. Oh. Yeah, I loved Alan. I loved Alan Shearer. I used to, I used to have. Uh, a few Newcastle United shirts, which you get a bit of shit from some of the Stoke lads for. But, I was uh, going to say that, that was one of my first shirts. I, I like, I got into football a bit later on as a kid, so I was about eight or nine, and he just signed from Blackburn to uh, Newcastle. Yeah. So I, I, I remember I had I had the um, it was the Adidas one with the Nuki Brown on the front. Um, yeah, I mean, and my dad got uh, Shearer and number nine on the back. Remember, I had that as a kid. I, I fucking wore it all the while. I love that yeah. shirt. Yeah. Well, my family wasn't uh, rich enough to afford the lettering and the numbers on the shirt, Lee. You're, uh, you're posh. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Uh... How, to be honest, mate. I don't know. How, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how my dad managed it. To be honest, I reckon it's off the back of the lorry or something. Yeah. The only time I used to nine get... miles in the yeah, in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I used to get letters and numbers if we're playing shirts and skins, and I had a biro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was. Uh, that, that's uh, who does that sketch as well. Oh, is that? Uh, uh, oh, is, is it a Monty Python one? Where they where they keep where they keep outdoing each other about how hard they are. Oh God, what is that sketch? I can't. It's like well, an hour. I was be stopped to walk uh, nine miles in the snow, and then you'd be glad that your dad beat you to sleep. And they'd be like, oh, you lucky. You had a beating before you went to sleep in my house. And he would just keep going and going and going. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll that'll come to me later. But um, so also, I've got um, I put Jeff first up front as well. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, because uh, um, from that final, it says goals that really stick out yeah. to me as well. Yeah, I could, I completely agree with that. He wasn't going to play in that final as well. Jimmy Greaves played most of the tournament, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, that was but it. Jimmy yeah, Greaves... he got brought got brought in for that that last game. I think, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know whether he was suspended or or injured, Jimmy Greaves. But because um, uh, I think he scored most of the goals. Well, you know, he scored a few goals in. I think he played in the tournament, Jimmy Greaves. I'm sure he did. Or or, or didn't he? I, I'm... We're showing ourselves not to be uh, up on the world on the '66 team here, but um, yeah, I, I, I do know that Jeff first was kind of not the first choice. It was Greaves at the time. So um, I was watching some old Vale games as well, and there uh, Jimmy Greaves was on the on he's on the punditry lads, and I'm telling you now, he was he, he straight up didn't care back. You need to watch if you can find some old uh, ITV games from the '90s. He's outrageous. Yeah. He's slandering everybody. He was. He he even says what well, he's he's interviewing this guy and he says and now we've got a chap who makes me look good uh, makes me look good looking uh, and then he, there's this like, football I can't remember he's a Swindon Town player or something and he's just there with his curly hair just on the punditry and I'm just like Jimmy Greaves just had you clean off on TV like you know but those are the days those are the days but uh, yeah that's my, yeah that's my England eleven anyway. Awesome. Yeah. So going back to music, because we I, we asked them um, when we had Jersey Bud on the, uh, last week, I did ask him, and you can feel free to say no, and I'll just edit the question. Uh, the, the, I'll edit the question out. Yeah. Out of all, like you know, obviously you've you've gigged with some major bands, and you've obviously met some famous people. Who's the biggest knobhead you've ever met? <laughs> famous ones. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, and I don't mind saying this these days. I actually like the bloke in the end, but the first meeting with Morrissey was unbelievable really it was 
he had me crawling up my own backside like uh but oh, i think i honestly think he was doing it on purpose so i kind of respect him for it but the, i basically we came off stage at the proud galleries in camden and as we were going on someone shouted morris is here and i was like fuck off got him out on the stage and we, we had a busload of stokies there and it, it was the, the it was but it was the gig that was supposed to kind of, well, it did. It announced us in London, and it, so much so that Morrissey came to the gig, which was, but yeah, I didn't know until he came off, and then someone said Morrissey, and I was like, holy shit, is he really here? What the fuck's going on? Okay, now. And he was waiting in our dressing room, and I came back, I had my sunglasses on, and I was dripping and sweating, just kind of strolled backstage, and thinking, yeah, I'm absolutely, you know, ten bollocks, you know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and I was, and he he basically ran his thing hand down my coat. And went, smelt his finger and looked at me and went, you're very sweaty, Ryan. And I was like, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, wow, wow, okay. And I was like, uh, I think, I think, like, I started getting a bit nervous and I honestly think I called him Mr. Morrissey. <laughs> I went, I, and, oh, and, and then, and, do you know when you're just like, you're like, hang on a minute, and I'm just on the back foot all night then. And we sat down and had a drink with him. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was, yeah, he was being a bit of a twat, to be honest. But the second time I met him, he was amazing. Um, he was really, really nice. And we played with him in Stoke. He gave us, we supported him in the Kings Hall and he talked about us on stage and it was amazing. And then I also did a, 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 a something like this, like a video interview with him. Yeah. It's still online. If you search Ryan Dooley Morrissey Clash, so as in the band The Clash, but it's for Clash magazine. Yeah. Yeah. There's an interview, a double interview, where I I interview him, and then he kind of interviews me back at the end. Um, it's mainly me interviewing him, obviously, because that's what Morrissey likes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's he was amazing then as well. And he was really supportive, and he said lots of nice things about the gig. But I, I, yeah, the first time I met him, I think he was taking the piss. To be honest, he was just a twat. Like <laughs> just the image of him rubbing his finger down your coat, looking at it and yeah. going, "You're very sweaty, Ryan." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I think I came out with, of course I'm, I've just done a fucking gig. <laughs> and then I was, <laughs> and I, was a bit like, I was a bit like, hang on, you're fucking talking to Morrissey now, chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, okay, That's class, then, that is. On, on the other side then, who's the best celebrity straight off the cuff that you've met that you thought, wow, really? Probably, probably Morrissey again, no. <laughs> i tell you the soundest guy I've ever met, from we've played with, it's Ricky from the Kaiser Chiefs. And I don't yeah. mind admitting, before that tour, I was a bit like, uh, bet, I bet I don't know why, because he's such a showman on stage, and their songs are very showy, I think, all the na 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 and all yeah. that. It's not really how I write music. It's incessantly catchy. But yeah. I, I always thought they were a little bit showy. I didn't dislike them. I didn't like, you know. But I, I just thought, I bet he's the singer is going to be a twat. And... Just shows how wrong you can be about people because he, he was one of a one of the funniest people I've ever toured with, and b the probably the soundest bloke I've I've, uh, I've met in the music industry. Really, really nice. Oh, wow. uh, dad supportive, and he used to just he kept playing these mad pranks on us as well. And he, he uh, he's a really he's a real class actor. like he, he, he I mean he, he was the first show he was walking around with his coat on his head, and I kind of went up to him and went, "Are you all right?" And he turned around to me and went, "I've forgotten all the words." I can't sing. What am I going to do? This is a disaster. And I was like, <laughs> all right, are you okay? And then he just took his coat off his head and put it back on. I went, yeah, I'm fine. Are you? Nice to meet you. I'm Ricky. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought, but, you know, fair play. He's a total entertainer. When he did the voice and everything, he got a bit more serious then. But um, and we bumped into him at the Anime Awards. He brought us over to his table and he was, he was just, he, he was, he was just bigging us up all the time. He was bigging us up all the time. And he said, uh, he was a fan of the music and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, Simon as well. Uh, there's Pino. The, the whole band, the Kaiser were were absolute legends. To be fair, they even they even drew a portrait of us. Um, I've still got it um, somewhere in the flat. Actually, it's a, they, they drew one of them must be quite the artist. I think it is Ricky, but they drew all the young, and then they gave us a bottle of champagne. And um, yeah, it's a brilliant drawing as well. Oh, wow. And it's uh, yeah, they, but yeah, they just 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 nice lads, you know. Just just. They, they just treated us really well, and, and, I, and I can't say that for everyone I've met in the in music industry, yeah. to be honest, but <laughs> they, 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 kind of head and shoulders above it, really. Yeah. With the Kaiser Chiefs, I have to say, because I remember I was never really here or there with them, 
yeah. we went to Reading in 2009 and yeah. they were on and my mate really wanted to see them and I, I just kind of went along with it as you do yeah and I have to say they are one of the best bands live that yeah. he was climbing the, the rigging of the stage yeah yeah absolute yeah, lunatic yeah. so the energy's fantastic yeah very tight just and every night they gave it that. Every night he was in the rafters. Really? Just like, yeah. And he just stand at the side of the stage and go, do you know what? Fair play. You know, you boys are professionals to the, to, you know, to the, to the, to the letter, you know. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Mm. Ah, that's brilliant. Right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up. That, that's, uh, it's been brilliant, mate, having a, yeah. a chat with you. You know, um, uh, and we really, really, really appreciate you coming on and, you know, having a, having a laugh with us, really. Yeah, but, Brilliant. Now listen, you've got to get this in, okay? So let me see. Hang on. Can you, can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you going to do us a song? I've got... Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Brilliant. So I've learned the ukulele during the lockdown, okay? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's quite, it's quite easy, but it's strange, it's bit. Everything's really high. Yeah, yeah. I'll just give you a couple of bars. I'll get, yeah. I'll, 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 let's do uh, Lucky Man. Yeah, yeah. Up in this, all this, just a change me something in my liberty. Oh, my mind. Up in this, coming and going. How would you live if you watch my people go out and out? Ukulele is part of my identity now, boys. It <laughs> sounds like the best innuendo. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, man. You've been, been a legend. Mate, that's Thank you very much, amazing. Man. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the podcast, boys. All right, Pam. Amazing. All right, I'll mate. let you know. All right, man. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Lewis. Cheers, Cheers lads. Pam. Thanks a lot. Care, Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Guys, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Like you always say, like, share and subscribe. Tell everybody you know. Um, and to play us out, obviously, we have the amazing or the young with Easily Led. Hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy you. Cheers. Love you. Bye.